Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, those that covet, the drunkards, the partiers, the thieves, the extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. That's a pretty tawdry list of people that's not going to make the kingdom of God. And I'm so glad that, well, I hope nobody here is on that list. If you are, tonight, uh, verse 11 is your hope. Verse 11. And such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. I want to talk tonight about reversing the record. Reversing the record. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated tonight. I think that this particular subject is probably an old subject to some of us, and we've, we've heard it before. And we've, we've all heard about some of the subliminal messages that are hidden within the advertisements of modern culture. They say that within programming, that they'll put, a, they'll put a Krispy Kreme donut, one frame of a Krispy Kreme donut right in the middle of some programming. And so it goes by so fast that you don't even know that you saw it. But as you observe that bit of programming, suddenly you get the urge for a Krispy Kreme. And uh, uh, then there's, there's, those, um, there's those messages that are hidden there subliminally that we really, we really don't hear, but somehow, somehow our brains pick up on some of those things. Such, is, such was the theory that psychologists introduced to the marketing of, of uh, records and of, and of tapes and of, and of music. And they begin to place within some of, those, some of those messages and some of those songs, they would place hidden messages. It became known as backmasking. And what it meant was there was a song going on by a rock and roll group, but Hidden in the message, reversed backwards. If you played the message backward, they were hidden satanic messages in some of those songs, and um, there were there were lyrics hidden there, and and the song would go by, and it would be something that would grabbing the attention of of young people and and even old people. Because nowadays, what happens is the rock and roll of the fifties and sixties is now the songs that the 60s and 70-year-olds call old-fashioned songs. 
And I can remember just a few days ago when Brother and Sister Orange were with us and Sister Orange started playing that song. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be, be like him. Nobody's holding a gun to my head. This is how I choose to live. That was a rock and roll song, a Christian rock and roll song by Dan Dean in the late 70s, early 80s. And it was sin back then. But now the old folks, they can shout to that song because of the shifting of culture and the shifting of things that we've become accustomed to. But there was within the marketing areas of those records this thing called backmasking. You could play the record backwards and there would, there would be little hidden, scary-sounding messages in there. And some of them were, were wicked-sounding. Wicked some people, though, always discounted that. And, and, uh, but when you do play some of those things backwards, there's probably some old rock and rollers in here that, that used to really... Uh, really get it going loud and you'd get your head to banging and, and you'd get so many speakers in your car and in your house that uh, when you played it, the windows would vibrate and, and, and you'd just uh, probably be smoking stuff you shouldn't have been smoking and, and probably been looking at stuff you shouldn't have been looking at. Uh, uh, we're talking in verse number 9 and 10 of what we just read. And, and there was those messages. You play the record backwards and, and there would be these, these hidden messages. And of course, uh, coming from that is a humorous thought that I've shared over the years. And that is, uh, you play a country western song backward and you'll get your dog back, you'll get your truck back, you'll get your wife back, and you'll get your job back when you play the country western songs, uh, songs backwards. And I've told that one around here so many times. Uh, some of y'all didn't even respond to it because that, one's, that one is a bit old. Um, but we all have have a record of our lives and we all have a past and we all have a present and we all have a future and without exception every one of us we can look back at the record of our lives and and we can find failures we may can look back and and find a failure in the past that hadn't yet been put under the blood that failure might have been so soon and such in close proximity to today it might have been yesterday or even earlier today that You've yet to have time to spend time with the Lord and get that under the blood and get it where it's been washed away. And so we, we have these moments that we, we all can, we can all, we can all just understand. And we know that we've all made mistakes and we've all made blunders and we all have those things. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. It simply says it in a, in a simple, simple short verse that all have sinned and all have come short to, of the glory of God. And the man, uh, the man Jesus that day standing there when there was a woman that was accused and caught in the middle of her moral infidelity, he looked at that crowd of people that were trying to take her life. And he simply made that comment, you gentlemen that have not had a failure or sin in your own life, you throw the first stone because it's really, really hard to, to, for any of us to really qualify ourselves as the righteous and, and as the ones that are pure because all of us have had some point in the past when there's been some sort of, of unrighteousness or failure in our lives. All have sinned and come short uh, of the glory of God. But thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the blood. Uh, you know, that page uh, in the songbook, uh, in sin I wandered sore and sad with aching heart and bleeding head. And it goes on to say, uh, uh, thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that washed uh, all of my sins away. First John. 1 John 1 and 7 shares it this way. But if we walk 
in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all of our sin. Might I suggest tonight that there is no sin that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot cover. There is no amount of unrighteousness. There is no degree of failure. There's nothing so black. There is nothing so horrible. There is nothing so nasty. There is nothing so humiliating that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot cover it. I tell you tonight and I remind you tonight that there is no sin that God will not forgive. You say, well, pastor, what about the unpardonable sin? What about the sin of blasphemy and the unpardonable sin? May I suggest to you in simple terms tonight the only unforgivable sin sin is a sin that has yet to be repented of. And you say, have I sinned? Have I gone too far? Have I done so much that God cannot forgive me? I suggest that if you'll fall down on your face and beg God to forgive you for anything, the blood of Jesus Christ will cover all of your sins. And let me say, and people come with arrogance and hardness and with blatant, with blatant sin in their lives. And they stand in the presence of God and they refuse to humble themselves. They refuse to bend their knee and they refuse to repent of that sin. That is the unpardonable sin. When people arrogantly stand in the presence of God and refuse to say, God, wash me. God, cleanse me. God, purge me. And that's when we come to the point when we so arrogantly look at God and say, I, I'm not going to ask forgiveness and I, I don't expect forgiveness and we refuse the mercies and the blood of Jesus Christ. But we know this, that First John 1 and 17 simply says, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all of our sins. That all is a big word. That all is the sins that you did 25 years ago. That all is the sins that you did last week. That all is that transgression that you might have been involved in today. And that all is something, some mistake or some bad decision that you might choose next week or next year. Because he'll forgive what happened 25 years ago. But also, if you fail and you make a terrible mistake next week, it's the same blood. It was the same work of Calvary. It was the same work at the cross. It it was the same blood that was shed that will cleanse you from all, all of your sins. And this brings me back to our text tonight that I reshare now. Know ye not, verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Those that fornicate, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, or, or revelers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, but such were some of you. But Thank God that you were washed. And thank God that you were sanctified. Thank God you went down in the waters of baptism. And thank God the name of Jesus was pronounced over you when you went in the waters of baptism.
baptism and you were washed and you were filled with the Spirit and found sanctification in your life and you're justified now in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our Lord God. And we look at you before you came to the house of God and there might have been an old, an old hound dog living person. There might have been an old drunk, an old druggie, an old head-begging rock and roller. But you came in touch with the blood of Jesus Christ and such were some of you. But thank God for the washing of the blood and the cleansing of the Spirit and the working of the Holy Ghost in our lives. The record said Lazarus has been dead four days. The record was playing and it was saying by now he stinketh. The record was saying by two sisters as they fussed at the Lord and said Lord had you been here our brother wouldn't died. But God got on the scene and when he arrived he flipped the record over upside down. He started playing it backwards and he says take me to a grave and Lazarus come out and the stone rolled away and, and Lazarus came walking out and when the record was replayed and it was played backwards in that story Lazarus came out of a grave two sisters were no longer heartbroken and the miraculous happened that day the record said that the demoniac at the Gadarenes had a thousand demons in him but God played the record backwards and by the time the story was over with the devils were gone they were drowned in the sea the man had his clothes on he was in his right mind he was sitting at the feet of Jesus and saying can I get on that ship and go on this journey with you the record said Mary you the harlot you were you were you were there crying you were there weeping at the feet of the master pouring and pouring tears on his feet and the self-righteous religious pharisaical types they were saying don't he know what kind of person she is and doesn't he understand what she does for a living? And they were pointing fingers at her and, and, and just demeaning her. But Jesus understood what was going on and he reversed the record in her life. And no longer was she a harlot, but she became a worshiper. And no longer was she one who hid in the night, but now she came out in the daytime. And it was Mary that made her way down to the tomb of Jesus to anoint his feet. And it was Mary who discovered that there was a resurrection that had taken place. Mary the harlot discovered resurrection before a lot of those righteous disciples had discovered it. Zacchaeus, the record was playing. You were a thief. You were, you were, you were a, a tax collector. And the record was reversed. And the Lord says, today, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. Today, I'm fellowshipping with you. You remember the first time you came to the house of God and the record of your life was playing. And it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. But you felt the witness of the Holy Ghost. You repented of your sins. God filled you with a spirit. You got baptized in the name of Jesus and you walked out feeling different and you came by yourself. But that day you were Zacchaeus and that day the Lord went back to your house with you when he reversed the record. There ought to be somebody tonight that can look back and say, God, thank you for changing the record of my life. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ in my life. Thank you for the infilling of the spirit. Thank you for the working of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for covering my life with your blood and changing the record. The record said Barabbas was a murderer and a thief. The record said Barabbas is going up there on a cross. But God got involved and stopped Barabbas' story. He played it back and said, Barabbas, you don't have to get on that cross. I'll get on that cross for you. I'll carry that cross for you. And we don't know what happened to Barabbas after that point. But we do know when Barabbas' story got 
got changed, your story got changed. And my story got changed. Because it's what happened at Calvary when he took Barabbas' place that happened in your life at an altar one night. And he shed that blood. And you got a blood covering in your life. And when you got that blood covering, you realize I'm washed and clean and I'm not who I used to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bartimaeus was blind when the story started playing. But by the time it was over with, he no longer wore the robes of a blind man. And he had the healing touch of the master in his life. The prodigal son took off on a party. He spent all he had, was laying in a pig pen. But when he started walking towards daddy's house, when he got back to daddy's house, he didn't go to servants' quarters. He didn't go in the back door. The story got reversed. And there was a fatted calf. And there was a ring. And there was a robe. And there was a party. And there was a welcome that came to him. Aren't you thankful that there was a robe and a party and a celebration for you when the blood got on your life? Amen. Jesus was dead, but turned the story around. And Jesus is no longer dead. Hey, what about the guy that had tax problems? What about the guy that was overwhelmed with a... The story was that he couldn't pay his taxes. He had a problem. He's trying to deal with it. He, and he just went fishing one day. He just, he just did what he knew to do. And he's out there worrying about it. And the best way to forget your pressures is, is get out there on the lake and just forget about it all. I did this about a week and a half ago, just trying to forget it all for about an hour. I broke down in the middle of the lake. I floated out there for a while. And I... I just, I didn't even get upset about it. I, how could I despair? How could I worry? The lake was blue. The lake was smooth. And I didn't have to worry about anything. I was stranded and, and I, I was alive. And what a great place to have trouble. But this man went fishing that day. And he said, you know, I'm just going to go fishing. He pulls a fish out of the lake. And in the mouth of that fish was a coin that, that took care of the circumstances that he was trying to deal with. Might I suggest God can reverse the story and the coin can be in the fish's mouth. Amen. The coin can be in the fish's mouth. Might I say it this way? The check can be in the mail. The overtime can be on the job. Uh, uh, the, uh, the insurance settlement can blow your mind. Uh, whatever it is or whatever is going on, that coin can be in the fish's mouth. And when that happens, you know that it looked like it was going to be bad. But now God changed the story. He took care of my circumstance. And that is my natural, my physical self, but also in my spirit life. Uh, you can come to the house of God and you can discover a treasure that's in completely unbelievable believable when you step at an altar and you feel the spirit and you know the blood covers you from that point forward amen Peter was backslidden backslidden cursing I mean just cursing like a sailor and the Lord sent the message for the, to the disciples to the little ladies that, that came and found him that they go tell Peter and the disciples I mean here is a man who had made promises to God but but he failed God and he denied the Lord and he cursed right there publicly. And he just, he just had a major spiritual meltdown in his life. While all that was going on, the Lord knew the whole time what was happening. And then he sent him a personal message. You go tell the disciples and you go tell my Peter. You go tell my boy Peter. You go tell my man. You go tell him that, that, that everything is going to be all right. And when he got that message, something happened inside of Peter. And he took off running. He outran the other disciples. He was the first guy to get back to the tomb. You got to realize something. When your life is going down a crazy, out-of-control pathway and you get a personal word from God... 
when you get a word and a message from God, when you get him making you a promise and speak it into your life, uh, you, it's time to celebrate. Uh, you got to realize uh, when he speaks a word into your life, uh, when he works a work in your life, uh, when, he bring, when he brings a word through a sermon, when he brings a word through a man of God, uh, when he speaks in your life and brings you hope and brings you promise, uh, it's time to start worshiping and thanking God because you suddenly realize uh, I'm not in verse 9 and I'm not in verse 10, but I'm over here in verse 11. I'm not who I used to be. I'm in a new place. I'm in communion with the Lord. I've got a blood covering in my life. I'm walking in the blessings, the protection of the Holy Ghost. My record's been reversed. I'm not who or what that I used to be. Need I say more? For such were some of you. Such were some of you. And some of you can bear witness today of what you were. And now you look at your life and you realize if it had not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even be alive. Think about it. Stand with me. I want you to think about it. I'm done. I'm done. I've given you 22 minutes. But, but I, I'm, I'm finished here. But I want you to know something. This God of ours, he doesn't care what your race is, what your color is, what your portfolio looks like, what your social economic status is, what he cares about. Are you, do you just care enough for me just to allow my blood to cover your life and my spirit to work in your life and there'll be transformation in your life and your future be changed when you allow me to work in your life? Verse 9, it's identifying some ugly stuff. Verse 10, it just expands on it further. But verse 11 comes along and says, that's who you were. But now, now, you've been washed. <laughs> now, you've been cleansed. Now you've been sanctified. There's been a cleansing and a washing and a sanctification that's taken place in your life. And now you've got a covering in your life that's so incredible. That ought to make a child of God want to shout and rejoice. That ought to put something in your, in your spirit. That ought to say, you know what? I was kind of discouraged when I got to church. But pastor reminded me, I don't have anything to be discouraged about. God's been good to me and God's blessed me and God's taking care of some things in my life. And such were some of you. But you've been washed and you've been cleansed and you've been sanctified. You've been justified. And, and now you're not what you used to be. You're not who you used to be. Oh. And so that makes you kind of want to maybe drag out the old songbook and say, thank God for the blood thank God for the blood that washed my sins away you know living for God and this work of God it's, it, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of blood involved and what he did for you wasn't cheap <laughs> he paid the ultimate price for you and me and that's the reason we have a responsibility to love him and worship him and follow after him and be faithful to him and the things of his kingdom. It's not an option. It's a responsibility. It's an obligation. He died for me, so I live for him. He gave it all for me, so I give everything to him. I hold nothing back to him. He, he, he became Lord of my life, and now I make him Lord of my life. He worked the work of salvation. Now I walk in his grace, and I walk in his mercy every day. And that's what happens. 
That's what happens when you take a trip by Calvary and you just get one teeny tiny drop of holy, pure, and righteous, godly blood splashes over on you. And when that blood hits, pow, you are different. That's the reason you got to pray and you got to go by Calvary often. That's the reason you got to be faithful to the house of God. Because just in case the master walks by and there's still blood dripping off of him, you just get a little close and get just the drop. I remember the old timers would sing that old song. Uh, there was one drop that was shed just for me, just for me and the sins of my soul, just to cleanse me and to make me pure and whole. As the blood came dripping down from the cross onto the ground, there was one drop that was shed just for me. And while he hung on that cross, Brother Wayne, just think about it. One of those drops had Wayne McMahon's name written on it. And it had to roll down that hill. It had to go 2,000 years. It had to bounce down I-45. It had to find where you were. And it landed right smack dab on you of three or four months ago and it washed and cleansed you all over again that is something to be excited about when you realize that, that drop of blood transcends time and distance and, 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 uh, and cultures and it goes to every person for the blood of Jesus Christ washes us from every sin oh Jesus uh, can you lift your hands right now and I want you to thank him I want you to thank him for the work of the blood in your life. And I want you to thank him for the work of the cross in your life. And I want you to thank him for the salvific work that has happened to you and to your family. If it hadn't been for him, if it hadn't been for his blood, if it hadn't been for his work, you wouldn't be in this house tonight. And we rejoice and we magnify God for that. And Lord, we thank you for your work. And we thank you for your manifestation in our lives, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all. All of our sins. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You come back this weekend. You be ready for blood to splash on a new convert. You be ready for there's somebody to be here that don't look like you and act like you and they have a different lifestyle and their life is upside down. They have the same life you used to have. We need to be careful that we don't get self-righteous when some whacked out somebody comes in the house of God. We want to turn our, our professional Pentecostal nose up at them because we don't like that anymore. We've got to remember that's who you used to be. That's where you were at when you came. Don't get all haughty and self-righteous. You're better than that now because it was the blood of Jesus Christ that fixed you that'll fix them. And one day they'll be teaching your kids in the Sunday school class when God cleanses them and washes them and purges them. Hallelujah. Said a night late, there was a lady stepped in here. Most of y'all were gone. And she told us, I've got to have a home church. I remember going to church with somebody when I was a child. And I've got to have this Pentecostal experience in my life. Will you teach me a Bible study? I'm telling you, there's hunger in this city. There's hunger in this community. And I believe the blood of Jesus Christ is ready to do more work in people's lives. Amen. Amen, amen. I could just go on and on and on tonight. And, but I, I want you to go out of here with this, with this thought. Such was I. Such were some of you. But the blood of Jesus Christ 
covered me and washed me and sanctified me and cleansed me and purged me. And now look at me. I'm so much better than I used to be.